solopreneurs, some of you are struggling to build brand awareness and get your voices heard. Entrepreneurs, some of you are struggling to be seen, heard, and paid. Business owners, some of you are making some pennies and missing the pounds. And some of you have no idea what I just said. All of you are leaving lots of money on the table. If you're ready to pick it up, this is the episode for you. Welcome back to the Rise at Home podcast. The place where we share all the tea, all the laughs, all the failures and all the successes on our journey to financial freedom. My name's Amma. I'm Travis. I'm Money Mikes. And you're listening to Rice at Home. Hi guys, welcome back to the Rice at Home podcast. Um, we are memberless. Sadly, Travis couldn't be here today, but we have an amazing episode for you guys, for business owners, for influencers, for personal brands, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, wherever people trying to make money, trying to secure the bag online. This is for you. Um, so yeah, how you can win clients and business from people. Yeah. So in the past we've kind of talked about building service businesses and how like principles like traffic plus offer equals cash but we haven't really gotten into how to specifically turn traffic into cash we haven't talked about the alchemy that exists there so we decided to do a special episode on that yeah so um the main thing in the beginning is that if you're running a service business so if you're running any business if you don't have any clients or customers your business does not exist um we've made fun of people that focus on building websites and logos and getting your company's house or your llc before even having one customer or half a customer um yeah it's just not conducive it doesn't make any sense main aim for a business owner for someone who's trying to monetize online is to get clients is to get customers first and foremost Mm. effectively without your customers without your clients what you're doing is you're building a hobby and spending a lot of time on it and there's nothing wrong with that but there's a clear distinction between a hobby and a business yeah if you want to build a hobby be intentional about building a hobby don't build a hobby and then call it a business Um, so with that being said clients let's talk about clients what a lot of people fail to understand and this is the first hurdle that people tend to fall at is they don't understand what a client is clients are not paychecks they're people and relationships you aren't building a following you're not building brand awareness you're building a tribe and tribes look after each other if you serve others effectively they'll serve you Another thing you have to understand is that you don't work for the client. You're not their employee. If you were an employee, you'd be on their their payroll, okay? Um, But you're not. You are a contractor. You are someone of service. You are someone who has been hired. Or you are someone who notified this person as a good fit for your business. So you don't work for the client. You work for their customers. And this is something that's going to play a big part into attracting low ticket versus high ticket customers and clients Mm. yeah having that mindset that you're not working for a client you're working on the client you're working on the client's business Mm -hmm. you're working on the client's life 
for, to the benefit of the people who they influence. That helps a lot with framing and with understanding the relationship. The, yeah, that, understanding yeah. the relationship and understanding the duty that you have as well. You are now not just working for the person that you interact with. You're working for the people who have to deal with the person that you're interacting with. Mm-hmm. That's a much weightier thing. That's a much more, I guess, there's more responsibility to it. And it also makes you be a lot more, not cautious, but a lot more choosy about who it is that you choose to work with, which is incredibly important. And I think this also affects how you deliver the service because um, I know a lot of people who have jobs and they half-ass tasks because they're just going to get a monthly check anyway versus someone who actually is of service and who esteems their services or their products as high ticket. So they're going to establish that sense of high ticketness, that yeah. that high, that level of of service through their marketing or through whatever service or products that they're they're selling. Yeah, exactly. And part of why this is important is effectively you are always going to fare better if other people recommend you than when you recommend yourself to others or when you market yourself. If you think about the way that, for example, churches work, most people do not go to a church because of the pastor. Most people are invited by a friend, then they try it out and they enjoy the experience so that so they stay. In the same way, you want your clients to become evangelists for your business. You want them to be the ones to go out there and say, you should try such and such. You should try uh, Rice at Home because they have done this for us and it's been this effective. And when I went to Rice at Home, I was here. Now I'm here. And it's due to what Rice at Home has done for me that I've been able to progress. You want other people to market even more than you market. Yeah. And that's why the the business world esteems testimonials as probably one of the best things that you can gather. Um, and it's true. And to be honest, when a testimonial hasn't even been sought after, that's even better. Silent testimonials that are happening behind your back, people are actually praising you for what you've done for them. You know, your products, your services, um, to their friends, their family, people that they're close with. And we all know that that is an influential um, turn of events. So that trickles down to bringing a lot of customers towards you organically without you even having to do anything. All you needed to do was serve your your purpose the first time, which was do the best you can. Yeah. And then with that being said, that trickles down into bringing so much more traffic and money towards you. So Yeah. And again, it goes back to people, like clients are not paychecks, they're people. It's all about the relationship. Like... You need to have the mindset of how do people actually think? And every single one of us has either bought something or gone somewhere because someone else that we trust already or someone that we know has recommended it to us. In the same way, people work based on recommendations. The person who makes decisions for the business that you want to work with, they... Yeah, they have friends, they have family, they have other people who are like-minded who use services such as yours and you want them to be recommended you. Yeah. So it's all about how can I deliver a service which makes this person want to go and evangelize about me. Yeah. So um, let's get into the two different kinds of clients 
or customers you can have. Yeah. Um, low versus high ticket. Now there is a big difference, and a lot of people don't know the difference, but it's a big one yeah. because it has a lot of dealings on your time and effort. Yeah. For those who don't know what that is, uh, tell them what low ticket and high ticket are. So low ticket is it, it's all depending on pricing. Yeah. How much are they investing into you? So are they paying twenty pounds for your service? Your product? Are they paying a hundred pounds? Are they paying a thousand dollars? Are they paying three thousand euros? Like that is the difference. High ticket is a thousand onwards, yeah. Versus low ticket or medium ticket, but no one really, no one likes medium fish either. You're higher or low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people like to polarize, and people like to think in extremes. Effectively, exactly. So yeah, yeah. lower ticket is more on the seven single digit double digit sometimes even triple digit yeah um, products and services effectively it goes back to what are people willing to invest in their lives via you what level how do they rate you as a conduit effectively when people are paying a bill they're saying you are worth this much to me in my life yeah so um now it's dependent on you because you can have either high ticket clients, customers, or low ticket client, clients and customers. Would you rather work more for less or work less for more? That's the difference. Mm. And as we've been advocates for, you should be building a business around the lifestyle that you want to live. So if you want to work all the time, sure. <laughs> You can do low ticket stuff all the day, all the day long. You know, you can fill up your twenty four hours working. But if you're someone who actually wants to develop compound interest and work less and earn more, then high ticket is really the the game that you should be playing. Mm, definitely, it's all about. Effectively, you need to know that if I'm going low ticket, it's going to be very high volume. If I'm going high ticket, it's low volume. Do you want to be Poundland or do you want to be the jewelry shop? Now, for me personally, I, for me, a perfect example, like a perfect world would be me having 15 clients, and those 15 clients fund my entire lifestyle, and I never need to work with anyone else again. Because to me, clients are relationships. Um, I'd like to have 15 high quality relationships as opposed to, you know, 500 low quality relationships where I don't really speak to people ever because I'm all about the volume and I have to do so much to get um, whatever I'm making however for some people they're fine to effectively be a conveyor belt and just have people come in come out come in come out um, and they don't really have that much interaction with people unless there's a problem because that is effectively what it gets to when you're doing low ticket um, low ticket conveyor belt type businesses you do get to a point where you don't really speak to people personally unless they're a problem, unless they're pissed off because you failed them somehow. And no, I, I'm very much a relationship-based person. I want to build a tribe. I want to build a family out of clients. So for me, high ticket is the way to go. Um, and also going back into how I was saying, you're a conduit effectively when you are a service business or when you offer someone a service. So someone is paying you as an investment into improving their own life. And so, 
what they pay you is effectively a, re- a reflection of how highly they value what it is that you're going to do to improve their life. And the mindset of someone who pay- was willing to pay you upwards of £5,000 to improve their life as opposed to someone who's willing to pay you £5 to improve their life is vastly, vastly different. Very different. <laughs> um, we've experienced this so many times. It, it When you have high-ticket clients... They're, a lot, they're just less of a hassle yeah. in my experience. Um, low-ticket clients, people who want a lot for nothing or next to nothing and people who are kind of always trying to scrimp on the on on the their expenses, they tend to be the ones that take long to pay or they, you know, they're very finicky or they, like, they have the most harsh criteria of everyone. <laughs> it's like, I've given you a concession and you're here expecting me to move the world yeah. um, in order to satisfy you. Yeah, whereas... As if you're my only client. Exactly. Which is which doesn't make sense because you clearly can see how much you're paying me. You will not feed me for an hour, but you yeah. want the world. Whereas someone who's paying me £5,000, first of all, for me, them to pay me £5,000, they're confident in me already. Yeah. So they're very happy to let me get on with. Those are the people that say things like you know hire smart people and let them go yeah yeah don't try and advise people that know what they're doing yeah you hire people that are better at things that you wish you were good at but those are the things that move your business to where you want to be so that's why you hire those people and again five thousand is not cheap but if they are a business that can afford just to throw five thousand at somebody they don't know who has somewhat established authority then they're not going to bother you they're just yeah. not they're not going to have the criteria they're not going to have you need to do this by this date you're barely probably even going to talk I think people naturally understand value and they naturally understand that if you don't pay a lot for something it's not going to be necessarily the quality that you want so the people that are throwing you that big four figure price effectively those tend to be the people that are like I'm willing to do what it takes to get this problem dealt with whereas the people that pay you a small amount they're like you you can kind of deal with this but I'm going to need you're going to I'm going to need to use you vicariously to solve it myself those are the people that want to have their hand in the pie at all times while you're cooking mm-hmm. um, and that causes obstructions that causes problems and that's just not conducive to the kind of relationships high quality relationships that I personally want to build for my business um and so yeah I'm very much pro high ticket yeah also I do want to establish that high ticket services high versus low ticket service businesses versus high ticket versus low um, ticket product businesses they are kind of different because I guess paying £100 for a product is seen as more of a high ticket thing yeah versus like obviously there are £1,000 £2,000 like max and stuff but when we're reaching a certain part that is seen as a high ticket and that comes a lot earlier yeah. when it's a product business. But um, I do want to say that getting a high ticket versus a low ticket client is just based on what you think you're worth and you finding the people that are willing to pay for the worth you think you are. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, like, it's almost a controversial statement to say, but you actually are worth what you think you're worth and I really learned that um, I mean I've learned it over years and years so back in 2000 and 
16 or 17 one of the two a few years ago um back when i was working in property i was a property like one of my duties was a deal source so i was finding deals that would be worth 900 pounds per month to a landlord that was the buyer of me and trying to sell them on for two to three k whereas I then ran across this woman who was finding deals that were worth like five to six hundred pounds a month, but she was consistently selling them for over five K. I was struggling. She wasn't. She was like she was regularly moving these deals, which were worth a lot less than mine, but selling them for almost double what I was selling. And I'm not gonna lie, at the time it annoyed me a lot. Like I was very shocked and peeved off. But Eventually, I learned the lesson that it's not about the value you offer. It's about the value that you can demonstrate. That's it. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I was here giving more value at a lower price and struggling to sell because I wasn't able to demonstrate the value that I was offering effectively. Whereas she was demonstrating her little small deals and doing fantastically Amazingly, well for herself. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it just goes back to look. You're worth what people are willing to pay, and someone somewhere is willing to meet your price. You just need to find them and convince them that they're the right fit for you. Yeah, and um, I had similar situations um, before I got into service businesses. Um, I was selling um, low low ticket services. Um, competitor analyses market research um some other things as well um and it was a lot because that takes up so much of your time but you're not getting a lot of value back and you might actually be providing a lot of value to them for example my competitor analyses that in its own can (laughs) make a business if they utilize the product the way it should be that should make them thousands if not hundreds mm. of thousands depending on the business of course but that was an asset knowing what your competitors are doing knowing what your customers are doing who they are um how they're getting their language all those things that is literally the bread and butter of how business works serving to people you know that's yeah. what it is and if you don't know that you're not gonna strive at all in business and that was what I was offering and it was ridiculously low ticket Um, versus now I'm doing high ticket stuff I work a quarter of the time um, (laughs) a quarter of the time that I was doing um, for you know low ticket and I earn more consistently um, building a relationship with my client and also literally stared him in the face even though I was a complete beginner and said a four-figure number and looked at him and did not say anything afterwards Mm. and he said okay and I was like wait is literally that it oh gosh I should ask more (laughs) yeah (laughs) because there will always be someone who understands the value that you bring to the table if you demonstrate it well and I didn't even demonstrate my value that well yeah but he already knew that he needed that yeah exactly and um i guess it goes back to and this kind of almost leads into our next topic but like you need to find people who are willing to pay for value and also people who your price is not gonna break the bank for them yeah we rest at home like 
through other things that we've been doing, we've made the mistake of trying to sell high ticket products to low ticket people yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, Especially recently. <laughs> yeah. Recently, recently, we kind of realized, okay, the problem isn't that we don't have the value. So we don't but, have the competence. Yeah. The problem is that these people are effectively seeing our prices, seeing the value, going home, checking their bank account and saying, don't know if I can afford this. But even that, taking meetings, having pre-qualifying questions there, looking at the email once they've answered it and put their details and stuff ready for the call, then looking at how much they're making a month and knowing instantly that this is not going to work out because our services are too high. Yeah. And they're not bringing in enough income to sustain having us on their team. Now, one one potential client was ready actually um, to take a different deal that we proposed on the table but that was even too much (laughs) and that deal was extremely like it was so low on our part we shouldn't necessarily have done it we should have just kind of yeah not have even taken it to begin with but yeah yeah I mean that that's almost the next topic going into framing and never taking concessions but yeah it's a thing where you know if you're selling Rolexes don't go to a university and try and convince people to empty out their student loan and bank accounts to buy your Rolex, which is £14,000. Understood. That, that doesn't sense. work. That they sense. don't have it. <laughs> it's that simple. They understand the value. Like, yeah. a uni student understands the value of a Rolex. And they are Most working towards uni- it probably in their 30s. But exactly. right now, no. Most uni students want Rolexes. They want what you have. And this is the thing. A lot of times people actually want what you have. They just they see the value. It. They just don't have it. Yeah. They and don't that's have okay. money. And that's fine. That's like, that's fine. But they're not your client. They're not your customer. And that's not where you should be generating your leads from. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of acquiring clients is actually getting in front of the right eyes. Yeah. You could waste a lot of time and have a lot of failure thrown at your face unnecessarily because you did a bad job lead sourcing. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't qualify your leads. So you have low quality leads that you're trying desperately to convert into sales. And, you know, you can do that semi-successfully. You can you can have some money coming in converting low quality leads. And I know plenty of businesses that are making some money because, yes, we've effectively put our marketing out to everyone in the entire world and some people have come to us but they were making a lot more money if they understood the power of qualifying leads up front and actually targeting the right specific type of people to get sales yeah they they would they would get a lot more bang for their buck they get a lot more cash for their energy mm-hmm. so yeah here's where we go into framing so you never First of all, never, ever, ever work for free. Never work for free. Don't don't even make concessions. In fact, yeah, yeah. Don't ever make concessions because what you're saying when you make a concession is you've now repriced your product. Not just in the real world, but in their mind, you have repriced what it's worth to them. Someone who's willing to pay for value does not want what's on sale. Being very blunt, very honest. When you when you put something on sale, effectively, you're going to attract the people with that low ticket mindset again. You've fallen back into the trap. There was no point going high ticket if you then put it on sale. Even if 
the sell price is still technically high ticket. You're getting people, you're getting the people that are trying to scrimp, the people that are trying to cut corners, the people that aren't willing to pay what it costs to get this problem dealt with. Anything else in framing? Um, I would say future pacing. So it's really establishing who you are in that client's or in that customer's life. You are a bridge and you are a vehicle. That client, that customer is somewhere, they're at where they are currently and they desire to be elsewhere. They want to be forward. They want to be ahead. They want to be healthier. They want to earn more money. They want to have more awareness and presence and brand equity or whatever. Um, They want to have a better website. They want to convert more organic leads using SEO, but they haven't made that change in their business to get from A to B. So you are the vehicle that gets them from where they are to where they want to be. And that's how you position yourself as um, someone who who is of service. And it doesn't matter if you are low or high ticket. I think every business should demonstrate that because that's the difference between getting a couple of sales couple one night stands a couple people that pay once and never come back and then building relationships because they realize wow you're actually the the missing piece in the puzzle yeah that there's so much more equity um social equity with that versus just buy my product now like you know what i'm saying so it's really all about messaging and framing and a lot of people are missing that key aspect and that's why they're struggling to get high ticket clients frequent high ticket clients and frequent customers as well yeah exactly you're not a product you're not a brand you're a bridge between where they are now and the life that they're dreaming of yeah and they need to understand that and for them to understand that you need to believe that in your heart mind soul body everything and you need to communicate that effectively if you don't believe it they won't believe it Cool. Let's speak. Let's talk about the the first person to speak loses rule and what that means and the situation that applies. So this is kind of like going through the motions. So you've contacted. Um, let, okay, this is mainly based on service businesses. You've contacted a bunch of leads. You're going. I guess you've you've closed them to a certain extent just to have a meeting, right? Um, you maybe had a discovery call and then you've kind of established, okay, cool, like there's actually something here. We're going to do a sales call next. You're on the sales call and you say everything that you can do for them to get them from A to B and then you name your price, which is the dreaded part of any sales yeah. strategy, actually saying the number you're asking for, especially with a high ticket service. Now... The the first person to speak is the one who loses. And the reason why I say that is because you've already established why you're valuable and you've established your price before you said it. You can't now justify it again. What's the point? You've already said everything you need to say. You've said how you are the bridge. Why do you need to say anything else? What it is, is people like to see a show of strength and confidence. So everything leading up to the point where you've where you are has been a demonstration of I am valuable I am the bridge I am the vehicle that's going to get you from A to B I am the answer to your problems I am you know what God has given you to answer your prayers at that point if you've done your job right 
they should be salivating over the delicious steak that you've slapped on the table in front of them. Now you tell them how much it is. If you speak, you've demonstrated anxiety. You've demonstrated that you're not sure about what you've just said. You've demonstrated, effectively, when you speak, you're saying, I'm nervous about what you're thinking right now. You shouldn't be nervous. They should be the ones who are proving themselves to you. So they should be the ones to speak. They should be the ones to say, yeah, that sounds fine. Or, ooh, that's a bit high. And then now, (laughs) now you have, now the ball's in your court. But if you speak first, then they can use whatever you said. Once they speak and they tell you, yeah, that's fine. Perfect. You're in business. Money on the, like money on the table. Once someone says, that's a bit high or I'm not sure or can I have a think about it okay can I have a think about it you allow them to go away have a think about it mm, but no, no you don't. what you yeah you no, tell you, you say don't. what date can I contact you again nah you don't really I've had basically they're, they're just saying no in a mm. really polite way so you're like okay so usually people who say um I'll have a think about it there's three things so one they don't have enough money two they don't have enough belief three they don't want it anymore mm. so which one are you because yeah. there's nothing that i haven't said that should make you think and if that is the case if you wanted me to explain a little bit more about my business that's perfectly fine yeah but you need to say i know what you're doing i know exactly what you're doing it's one of those three things you don't yeah. believe in it anymore or you just have no money to cover this like is this a money issue is this a belief issue or do you just not want this anymore if you don't we weren't supposed to be working together in the first place so in other words unless they say yes you have a set response is it a money issue or is it a lack of belief in the product or do you just not Uh, want it anymore yeah if you don't want it anymore okay Right. Just that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just cut it off straight away. And if they come back, then again, they've qualified that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I was jumping the gun. Yeah. If this is a money issue, I'm not going to give you a concession, but we can work out a payment plan. We can work out some way that you're able to get what you need from this. And if it's a, you don't believe in the business anymore. Okay. Why don't you believe in the business? Why don't you believe in the service? Exactly. And what information do I need to demonstrate more? You need to understand how we are um, of value to your business and how we can get you to where you want to be. Because you've already told us where you want to be with qualifying questions. I know this is something that we actually messed up. But (laughs) um, when you're pitching, again, service businesses only, when you're pitching and when you... The, the main aim of a pitch isn't to land the client in the message in the cold email or the cold call or yeah. the cold message on LinkedIn no it's to just get them to jump on a discovery call now that discovery call is to help you understand if they are a right fit for your business I I'm going to say this again if they are a right fit for your business not if you are a right fit for their business that should be your frame of mind throughout this whole process because you need to establish that you are you are the one you're 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 the guy okay and they're just you're just helping them out that's literally what it is you're just helping out a bunch of businesses Mm. um so you should have a set of discovery questions asking them you know how much revenue are they um bringing in you know your service specifically how, how is their current strategy going um what's going wrong 
um, where do they want to be? What what revenue do they want to be at? Um, what's costing them not being there? All these things will help. This literally is like um, food to a baby. It just makes you understand a lot more who you're dealing with and where their problems are so that in the discovery call, you can pinpoint and you can attack those pain points a little bit more so that you can close the deal better in the sales call because you have all the information and in the discovery call you're going to have even more because they're going to elaborate on those things that they've exposed to you already Mm. and then the sales call you just use everything that they've said and you just say okay look i know everything about your business what your problems are where you are where you want to be cool this is how i can help you get to point b boom and then you go with the number and if they don't accept then you go with the other strategies as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So let's just finish off with a few lead magnets to get, to help people get leads that are higher in quality and actually just get leads because some people are struggling to get any leads at all. Um, A list of lead magnets that could work depending on the type of business you have. Uh, Ebooks. Ebooks are really good. People like information. People like to... Effectively, everyone wants to learn more about how they can get from where they are to where they want to be. And if you can demonstrate that you know how to do that by teaching them, that's really powerful because after they read your book, they'll know and they'll have an understanding, but that doesn't mean that they're an expert and really able to do it. And so if they don't want to do it themselves, they'll come to you, the expert, and say, can you do this for me? Yeah, and you should have been able to demonstrate that you are the expert in this scenario. Yeah. um, Effectively in the ebook. Um, Obviously, there's so many strategic ways you can do that. But um, yeah. Ebooks, um, webinars as well. Um, We are a big fan and we kind of base our whole business on value first yeah because again we want to build relationships we don't want to build we don't want to just call up some you know someone night stands we don't want to have that we want to have lasting relationships repeated customers um from the get-go and webinars are a great way to establish authority and expertise um obviously in a video format but also in like just a text format as well yeah yeah not just that but these things kind of people expect to find the lead say hi to the lead and win their business on the same day and that's not usually how it works usually it's a long term back and forth it should be yeah for high quality relationships it will be a back and forth for a while before the person says okay we're going to take the plunge we're going to invest with you and the great thing about webinars is Webinars allow you to one get a whole bunch of information about the person up front, and two, it gives you that time to build that relationship because usually the webinar isn't just the oh here's my webinar just yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. It's a thing where the person signs up for the webinar using their email ahead of time. Then there's a time between when they've signed up and when the webinar is, and in that time you can send them more information. You can establish your authority. You can build some rapport. Yeah, you can even send them a quiz so they can tell you more about themselves. You can get to know them a bit more. So that gives you that time and that space to build the relationship before you then give them the you know, the big whammy in the webinar where they really understand that you are the expert, the authority, the solution to their problem. Yeah, and when Michael says that it's going to take some time, it literally doesn't, it's, it's not like it's going to take years. This could be 
span of two days like yeah. just a little bit more time than an instant buy that you want because instant buys again they are um, one night stands they're just people that you hit and miss like that's it you shouldn't be treating your customers like that no one wants that you should be building lasting relationships and if you want repeated business you should be looking for long lasting ways to establish yourself as an authority and as the bridge in that person's life exactly we're not looking for one night stands we want to buy a house together exactly and have babies um Obviously, paid advertising is a massive thing. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Twitter ads, just a whole bunch of paid ways to get your face, your brand in the front of the eyes that it should be in front of. Obviously, a lot of people do pay traffic wrong. There's also a lot of other things to consider, not even just the targeting, but what's actually, you know, what's actually in the messaging. Yeah. that's 50 percent 50 a lot 80 percent of um paid advertising is actually based on what does the ad look like and 50 percent is what does the ad say yeah. like if it if the messaging does not align with your potential customers your potential clients it's not gonna bang you can throw as much money as you want but it's all about meeting the the customer the client where they are and speaking their language so that you can actually gain that attention because again pay traffic does not guarantee eyes it it guarantees eyes but it doesn't guarantee conversions and the only way you're going to get those conversions is by really focusing on your copy on your messaging that's the the real thing here and yeah if you can increase you know your expertise and messaging and actually getting to know your customers again more market research that's really going to improve your messaging and that's going to set you apart from you know the people that are half housing their paid traffic strategies which is most businesses yeah and the funny thing about paid traffic is a lot of people are doing it wrong and still eating well still eating well because right now like Facebook ads is massively underpriced so yeah get it well it's cheap yeah and obviously get more for your money if by actually just doing a little bit more work instead of copying your competitors. Um, then there's also content and media. So that's you know just posting a whole bunch of content that should be valuable and posting it across maybe one desired platform or several, depending on who you want to be, quality versus quantity. Yeah, and also where your customers actually are. Exactly, because there's no point posting on Facebook to hoping to get a bunch of 16-year-olds to buy something from you when they're really not on there. They're actually on Instagram, Snapchat, Mm. or even what's the new thing? That video app. Oh, gosh. TikTok. TikTok, that thing. They're there. So, (laughs) you know, it's all about strategy and just not doing things for the sake of it. It's actually putting your money, um, yeah, putting in some pennies and baking pounds. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Freebies. So free samples, uh, in our case, things like free trainings and advice and mini consultations. And also demonstration. So let's say because we're copywriters if we've seen a a piece of copy that is not the best we can actually position ourselves as an authority by revamping that copy and saying hey we actually had the time to spend to revamp this if you're interested in seeing it 
here we go. Free yeah. of charge. Not going to charge you anything. Yeah. Boom. First of all, you took the time out to actually revamp my copy. Second, I didn't even know it was bad. So now I do. What does a better version of copy for this exact thing look like? Mm. And okay, if I like it, then I'm interested in talking more. Yeah. Um, effectively showing that you care. Like a lot of people do things like free two-day, like in the marketing niche, a lot of people do things like free two-day trainings where they come into an office and actually train the staff that already works there. The reason that's powerful is because this company has hired people and is paying them full-time wages to do something that you are teaching them how to do for free. That demonstrates that you are better than the people that they've hired. Yeah. People are also paying thousands for that too, so... Yeah, that too. <laughs> so yeah, um, like giving, giving advice. People like when you give them advice and then they try it and it works because then they're like, ooh, that person had really good advice. What else do they know? Can I go back for more advice? Can they help me with my problem? Can they make my dreams come true? A lot of this is all about making it clear to people that, look, I'm valuable and you want my services. Mm. Are you willing to pay for them? Yeah. And the last one is audits. Talk to me about, about audits. So it's kind of similar to what I was talking about in terms of the samples, but essentially if... Okay, for what we do, we are people who build systems, marketing systems and funnels for businesses. Um, not going to say who, but um, yeah, if you want to know who, email us. Um, we do that and... I can run a free audit. So I can position myself as, you know, someone in a cold email saying, hey, um, I actually had a look at your website and I found a bunch of things that if you just tweak a few things more, you'll have, you'll actually become a cash cow. Or um, you've been leaving a lot of money on the table and um, here's how you can pick it up. I've done a free audit for you. Um, just let me know. And again, I like to not send it straight away. I'd rather them qualify that they actually want it before I do the audit. So if they're interested, they'll say, yeah, sure. Like, where's my audit? Mm. Um, okay, cool. Like, it's here. To send it, they've qualified themselves. They're interested in seeing how they can improve their marketing. Yeah. They understand that. So that step is already, that hurdle is already um, being jumped over. Yeah, and that's a really another really powerful framing mechanism because when they then you know make the changes that you suggest and then they come back to you now they're in a position of trying to prove themselves to you yeah which is really where you want your customers to be they want to prove that yes you you are the person like we're good enough to work with you yeah. or to learn from you um and yeah you know that those are the clients that are willing to pay you your price yeah and you can do video audits or you can do i i I suggest do video audits. They're just so much easier to do. Um, you can use different apps for that. Um, we use Loom. Um, and essentially, you just... Again, it's all about positioning. Positioning yourself as the bridge. Okay, look, this is your website. These are the ads that you're running. This is your... I don't even know, your graphics. Or this is how your social media is running at the moment. Not great, hun. Um, because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. You're losing loads and loads of money here. They're here. Um, I couldn't even include everything in this audit. But if you have a 15-minute chat with me, just, you know, just for free, no obligation at all, I can tell you a little bit more about what you are doing, you know, what, what you can improve on. You don't want to say what they're doing wrong. Yeah. Rather, what you can improve on and how 
my business serves businesses just like yours and how we've been helping so many businesses like yours win. Yeah, definitely. So again, all about framing, all about positioning yourself as an authority. Um, that's really what lead magnets are. Some are more effective than others. Um, however, all of them do work. Just pick the ones that work better. <laughs> and um, even with webinars, don't be mistaken that you have to pay for traffic to send out webinar funnels. You don't. You can do it for free. You can build webinar funnels for free. You don't have to do Facebook ads to drive traffic towards them. You can do the same cold emailing. You can do the same cold messaging on LinkedIn and you can still get those leads um, to watch that webinar and to literally fall in love with you within seven to eight minutes. They don't have to be the two hour ones Yeah. Um, because all you're doing is just trying to get on the phone with them. You're not trying to sell your service right there and then or a high ticket product. Mm, um, definitely. Yeah, and I think the main thing to take away from this episode is all of this stems down to two things, belief plus competence. If you believe that you are worth the price that you are, you, you know, your price tag, if you believe that price to be true and you believe that you have the competence, whether you actually have it or whether you believe you can gain it, mm. That's what's going to make the difference between you getting no clients versus even low ticket clients and then high ticket clients or no customers versus low versus high ticket customers. Definitely. Cool. I think we'll end it there. Uh, you have anything more to add? No, I'm good. Yeah. You? No. Yeah. I think we covered it all. Yeah. Um, thank you so much guys for listening to this episode I hope this brought a lot of value to your life um, and I hope that you start implementing these things and see the massive changes um, with your lead generation strategy you know trying to get those clients those customers this is really going to make a difference whether all of it was applicable to you or not um, I think anyone any kind of business can really take a lot out of this um, and yeah if you're interested in learning more you can hit us up at info at riceathome.com or our individual emails as well um, don't forget to share like subscribe tell your mum your dad your dogs sister anybody um, and yeah if you can't buy it twice just know that there's rice at home <laughs>